The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on The Blaze Radio Network. Well, no, he's not. Oh, he's on vacation. A well-deserved vacation for my man, Pat Gray. But uh, it's myself, Jeff Fisher, filling in for Pat today on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, yeah, you know, look, it's we're getting close to the holidays. Pat wanted to take some time off. And I said, you know, hey, I'll do a couple of days before Christmas. I'm not going to do the whole thing. I mean, <laughs> no. So, Justin Barkley will be here uh, tomorrow. And uh, what's tomorrow? Wednesday. So, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. He'll be here, and I'll be here, but it'll be like I'm not, okay? You'll look, and you'll say, oh, hey, is that is that Jeffy? Yes, it is. It doesn't look like he's here because he's not. That's what it's going to look like, okay? If you want to participate, you can dial 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can tweet me at JeffyMRA. You can tweet at Pat Unleashed, but I mean, I'm not going to answer that one, so you might as well use the at JeffyMRA. I will say, you know, yesterday I talked about uh, the North Texas weather being hot and cold and hot and cold and hot and cold. Today has been nothing but fog and rain and wet. You know, it's not doing very well for my health, okay? My throat and my breathing are first and foremost. This weather just is throwing havoc into that. So it was great news today uh, at Disney World. Uh, if you were uh, listening to uh, the Glenn Beck radio program that uh, airs, uh, you know, it comes on just before this show. Uh, he uh, he and I talked a little bit about, uh, AS2 is there too, who cares, uh, about the new uh, World uh, Hall of Presidents, uh, which Donald Trump is now a part of. And it was closed for the last 60 days. They shut it down, or six months, really. Uh, they shut it down and they uh, had a Hillary made and a Donald made. And, of course, you know, now it's Donald's space. And uh, it uh, it's really fascinating how it's been treated on social media. Now, one of my fa- you know, I use the, you know, the, the George Washington throws it to him uh, audio uh, on radio, and it talks about the 35 words that each president must say. And uh, I used the... Uh, you know, I could only take, the, I let it play for like seven words because that's all I could take. I, I couldn't make it through the 35. But uh, one of the uh, one of the strange things is they've got the hands moving, but they don't have quite the fingers down. You know, like the, the Trump finger movement isn't quite right on the animatronics at Disney uh, for Trump. And his looks is kind of Donald Trumpy, but not quite Donald Trump. When you um, when you follow the social media, uh, the new Hall of Presidents at uh, Walt Disney World is Don- is that Donald Trump or John Voight? <laughs> uh, nice to see Alien Encounters return to Disney World, and it's scarier than ever. <laughs> they they just beat up Trump for the heck of it now. Should we spend money to make Donald Trump 
right, this is this is a social media asking question. Should we spend money and make the Donald Trump robot in the Hall of Presidents look realistic? Nah, do it on the cheap. He won't be in office much longer anyway. What are we going to do with the Trump robot after that? Ah, stick it in Epcot's Russia Pavilion. <laughs> Come on, that's kind of funny. Kind of funny. Kind of funny. Uh, Donald Trump has been added to the Disney Hall of Presidents. The looks from his predecessors says it all. And it just has all the other presidents staring at him. Really funny. Disney World adds Donald Trump to the Hall of Presidents. Lincoln's reaction? Getting shot was less painful than hearing this guy speak all day. <laughs> that from uh, at Bob Marsdale. Bob, very funny. I, look, comedy cannot be dead. All right, you've got to be able to laugh. And, of course, they showed the picture, which we talked a little bit about uh, on radio today, uh, thinking about jumping on stage. Now, think again. It's been installed uh, with spikes. Uh, and you see uh, you see the stage jump across. I don't know that. I think you can still make it. I think you can still make it. I think those are more for looks than anything else. So, I don't know. I wouldn't, I would, you know, go ahead. You know what? Try it. See what happens. See, we'll see what happens. And then uh, all the other presidents at Disney's new Hall of Presidents look like they can't believe Donald Trump is president either. <laughs> and from uh, at uh, C. Mc M C L Y M E R Charlotte Clymer, Donald Trump's being added to Disney's Hall of Presidents is now the world's most well-known participation trophy. See, I don't. That's not true, Charlotte. He is the president. Uh, that's not made up. He won that. He didn't come in second. He didn't come in second. And uh, that's you know he was president of the United States. Now I think that we have a little bit of the video from the world of Disney uh, and the Hall of Presidents, and you'll be able to just kind of uh, enjoy it yourself because uh, it opens today. And here's some of the preview. I, Donald John Trump to solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States and will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution See? of the United States. They've got the tie right, so but the hands. God. hands aren't quite right, because he always... From the beginning, America has been a nation defined by its people. At our founding, it was the American people who rose up to defend our freedoms and win our independence. It is why our founders began our great constitution with three very simple words. We the people. Since that moment, each generation of Americans has taken its place in the defense of our freedom, our flag, and our nation under God. All right, I can't take it. These are the achievements of the American spirit, the spirit of a people who Dude, fought and this, died to bring this? the like blessings of liberty Please, to all that. our people. Above all, to be American is to be an optimist, to believe that we can always do better, and that the best days of our Sorry, great right. nation are still like, ahead of oh, us. Lord. It's Please, a somebody privilege to me. serve oh, as the President of the United States to stand here among so many great leaders of our past and to work on behalf and of realize. the American people. Uh-huh. And to realize that I believe that I'm better than each and every one of them. That's me, Donald John Trump. Anyway, it'd be fun. It'll be fun to see. They didn't really... I, I'm a little disappointed in the hands. Because uh, he does more... 
more movement of the fingers and the come together. And maybe they can't do it. I don't know. You know, maybe it's uh, just can't do it. But uh, uh, it just seems a little strange that they can't quite get it right. And a couple of the facial expressions, like when he would just say, they just aren't quite right. But it's okay. Look, it's Disney. It's the world of Disney. You're going to the Hall of Presidents. You want to hear what they have to say? They added Don. Good. Good for them. Enjoy the show. I like Disney. Don't don't ask me why. I just do. It's part. Because, you know why I like it? Because my wife likes it. If it wasn't for my wife, I probably wouldn't like it. And I remember going as a kid and thinking, okay. Yeah, I mean, you go to Disneyland and you go to Disney World and you go to Knott's Berry Farm was open at that time out on the West Coast. And you go to Cedar Point in Ohio. You go to you know the, the bigger theme parks, uh, uh, Sea World in Florida, and Sea World. I guess it is still Sea World or Aquarium World or whatever the heck they call it in California. Same uh, same thing. You see all those, and then it's like, okay, I seen them. Hey, but my wife loves Disney, and then she wants to take the kids. And of course, the kids love it. So then we have to, you know. The good thing about Disney is you can get in lickety split, cheap, spend the day there in and out without spending hardly any of your 401k because uh, it's you're not getting in out of Disney on the cheap okay you might as well just bite the bullet you might as well bite the bullet and fly in to Orlando and let the Disney hotel pick you up at the airport and take you to the Disney hotel and just stay on Disney property let them shuttle your butt around take the little boats take the shuttles go to the parks let them shuttle you back to the airport and get out of there and just be done with it you know don't even have to worry about it you want to go somewhere go somewhere on the disney property you need to rent a car this is jeff fisher's plan for disney just for you over the holidays okay you need to rent a car orlando eh. if you wanted to rent a car the only thing you should probably rent a car for is to go to gatorland Gatorland is on the Kissimmee-Orlando border. It's one of my favorite theme parks ever is Gatorland. So if you go to Disney, that's the only reason you'd rent a car. And you probably, and I don't know this for a fact, maybe we should get somebody on Gator, from Gatorland on the line. I bet you if you come to Disney and you are staying on Disney property, they're showing you around, I bet you you could get a ride from Gatorland from Disney to Gatorland and then back to Disney. If they're not doing it, they should. Because Gatorland is one of my favorite theme places of all time. It's on the outskirts of Orlando, right there on the Kissimmee Orlando border. First time you go, you go and uh, they sell food to feed the hot dogs that, or feed the gators there. You feed them hot dogs. All right. Gatorland sells hot dogs for about a million dollars a hot dog. It's okay. That's what they're in business for. And if you don't bring them, bite the bullet. Spend the million a hot dog to feed the gators. It's part of the deal. But, give me a little helpful hint. Stop off at one of the super Walmarts and buy yourself, you know, the cheapest million pack of hot dogs you can buy. Buy a couple of those, throw them in the backpack, and head to Gatorland. Because that's what the gators eat is the hot... Ah, it's so fun feeding those gators hot dogs. It's so fun. It's great. You can see the gator wrestling, the guys wrestling them. You take rides, and then you just go up. 
You go up, they've got this giant river with thousands of gators. If I mean, it's got to be thousands, maybe hundreds, but thousands of gators. And you go up, and they've got this giant tower that you go up floor by floor, and it goes up five or six floors, stories. And you get up there, and you just and you throw the hot dogs out in the river, and the gators are, they snort after the hot dogs. It's so much fun. And then they have the jumparoo, where they feed the gators chickens, and the gators you know jump out of the water and get the chickens out of the guy's hands. So fun. Because what the gators do, I don't know if you know this about gators, a little information on gators, but they go down to the bottom, and then they use their tail, that tail bends, and they use that tail to shoot themselves out of the water. And that's what pushes them out of the water. And they jump, and they grab the chickens. The guys will you know, slide chickens across a rope across the pond. The gators jump up and grab the chickens. They take it out of his hands. It's fun. Fun. Gatorland. You're welcome, Gatorland, for the free promotion. I'll tell you that. I love you guys. Next time I come, I better get a discount on the million-dollar hot dogs. I'll tell you that. Because then you go, the first time you go, and you don't realize that they, the gators eat the hot dogs. And you're having so much fun. And you, you get like, oh, welcome, you know, give me an eight-pack or whatever. It's only $8 million. What? Yeah, okay, so you pay it. And then you go out, and like, eight hot dogs last a second. I took my I took my boy there, and he's like, he's a, we need more hot dogs. That'll be another $8 million. I mean, okay. That's where you get a skater land. I got you. I got you. Okay. So the next time it is a backpack full of the Walmart cheap brands. Okay. Now I don't know if it I don't know if it affects the gators. You know, maybe it gives them a little gas more than the hot dogs that you sell. I don't know. But I don't care. Where was I? I have no idea. Just I have no idea where I was. I really don't. See, the problem is I get sidetracked. I got sidetracked. So I've got this. Look at this. I got a stack. I know Doc Thompson, Mr. Funny Man, Mr. Ha 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 will make fun of Jeff, uh, comes in and takes pictures of my stacks of stuff because I got a stacks of things here for stories. Stacks. I never get to them. I'm not going to get to all of them. It's always going to be impossible. Now, I guess we could just go through the stack without, you know, maybe I can't, maybe I can try not to get sidetracked. And just go through the stack. And then maybe we try to get to, you know, some of these stories. Because just like when I went in to, you know, to sit down with Glenn, I had the Trump story and I had the the uh, the most annoying word title for this year. Uh, what word that was. We never got to that because we got sidetracked with the UFOs. Glenn's got me a little scared with his theory now. I don't know what to do. But, uh, so maybe we just go through the stack. I mean, some of these stories, like this guy, the college student arrested who tried to trade chicken Alfredo and Sprite for sex. I think we did that on the morning show. Right? So I already did that. So some of the stories are already old. Some of the stories are already old. Maybe we just look through the pile, we read the headlines, and if they're worthy, we talk about them. Right? Because that's, I don't know how some people do shows, but, like, I will have, um, Ideas for segments. Like, where is this? Like, I would say, okay, hour one, segment two. I know he gave them to me. What the heck did I do with them? Oh, right here. It's right here in this stack. 
Like, I, I knew this morning I was coming in to talk to Glenn at 10.30, okay? So, I last night I made a, an email, a show just for, you know, the subject is for GB Seg Tuesday. Okay? And there's like, how many, what, one, two, three, four stories. Five, actually, when you mention manners, a note to myself on manners, which we can talk about that. Possible to talk about manners. I've noticed lately that manners are slipping away from some younger children that are driving me insane. How about, please... How about, here's one, how about excuse me, very simple, oh, I ran into you, excuse me, that's all, that's all I want from you, otherwise I'm going to grab you by the hair, no, I won't do that, so, I mean, then we never get to that, there's four stories right there, I mean, what are are possible stories, because you don't know what Glenn's going to talk about during the day, but you figure... Matt Damon has more opinions. I, Matt Damon's story, right? Uh, you figure uh, the top banana is doomed. Bananas are getting eaten. By, are getting eaten by some beetle. So they're trying to find a new banana that the um, the world can eat. That's not going to die. Uh, we, you know, we never. It's a possible story to talk about, it, Glenn. Uh, a Philadelphia City Council is voting on whether some of the small stores uh, are going to get rid of bulletproof glass. They're going to make them get rid of the bulletproof glass because. It makes people feel bad. Uh, horse and buggy rules in Wisconsin for the Amish are looking to change. They're voting on that today. Those we got to get to those stories. Those are important stories for America. Never get to them. Never get to them. why? Because I get sidetracked on a Gatorland story is why. So then, I have here's Pat Show Tuesday. Pat Show Tuesday, and I have you know. H1S1, hour one, segment one, hour one, segment two, hour one, segment three, hour one, se- and it goes around all three hours. No, ch- no chance I'm getting, that's it, right there, that's all, no chance I'm getting all these. I mean, hour one, segment one was supposed to be about robots. <laughs> it's supposed to be about robots, okay? That's what, what was my original plan, was to talk a little bit about robots, and what's, you know, kind of what's happening with, with the robots in the world, that kind of thing, you know. And then we were going to, you know, where the heck are we at? Then we we're going to move on to uh, hour two, hour three, hour three. I'm missing an hour one. Oh, I got the M&M story coming up this hour. Oh, that's segment four. I love that story. It drives me insane because he's such a putz. Uh, segment three. I mean, after the bottom of the hour, I got uh, like a three or four stories from the interesting pile. Oh, news! Well, I got, st- I got, I got stuff for all you. I, I, you know, it may appear that I don't work for you, but I do. And then on top of that, I get. Remember yesterday we talked to the trucker that was all wound up, and so I got some Facebook posts and messages from other truckers around the country last night. I want hour two. I want to open up just to truckers. I got this guy's number, Wes. We're going to talk to him about some of the other issues facing truckers around the country. And I had a couple other ideas, too, about the driverless the driverless semis. And so yesterday I'm sitting home and I'm watching. And you talk about computers and how we it affects our lives. So I get home and the trash is coming. The trash, I'm usually not there when the trash comes. You know, I mean, they would take it out the street and I come home and the cans are up. And I roll them back up to where they belong. Um, so... And now that my son is older, that's his job, okay? I don't do trash. But uh, 
I happen to be back in the driveway when he's coming down the street. Uh, one guy, remember the days of the garbage trucks where you have three or four guys and they come down the street, they pick up the trash, and they dump it, and down you go. So now today we're at one guy, right, running a robot, you know, a machine, picking up the cans, throwing in the truck. I'm thinking, why do we need a human for that job? Why do we need a human for that job? Okay, million-dollar idea for you, garbage guys. Okay, robotic garbage trucks. You're welcome. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. is here. So Matt Damon is on, under fire because he said uh, uh, he's willing to share, uh, you know, hey, uh, look, would I work with someone who uh, was accused of sexual me- misconduct? Damon said, well, you know what? That depends. Uh, that always went into my thinking. I mean, I wouldn't want to work with somebody who life's too short for that. But the question of if somebody had allegations against them, you know, it would be a case-by-case basis. You go, what's the story here? Why is that a problem? I mean, he's taking hits for this. Oh, Matt wants to work with sexual misconduct people. No. It would be a, that's how we're supposed to live our lives, by a case-by-case basis. If someone is accused of something... That doesn't make them guilty. I know it does in many of your eyes, but really it doesn't. So if you're accused and you're not a dirtbag and you're known by any actor or actress and they're willing to work with you, that's what's supposed to happen in life. I don't this I don't know where this is going to end, but it it's going to have to end soon. I know we t- touched on it a little bit yesterday, and it's dri- it drives me insane because I really don't know what it's going to take to make it end. And, uh, you know, maybe it won't. Maybe we're all just doomed. And the whole thing. <laughs> maybe we're all just doomed. Maybe we're all just doomed. Okay. Sorry, I was reading a note from someone else, and you don't want to read, you don't want me to read you that note. That note is not nice. How much time? I got a couple of, I got time for the ninth consecutive year. Americans say whatever (laughs) is the most annoying word or phrase used in casual conversation. Fewer Americans feel that way than in previous years, though. Okay, so residents uh, under the age of 45. Uh, compared with their older counterparts, do not find the word all that bothersome. 33% of Americans consider whatever to be the most annoying word or phrase. The recent addition of fake news takes second place with 23%, followed by, uh, no offense, but with 20%. 11% think, literally, is most grating word used in conversation, while 10% assert, you know what I mean, is the most agitating. You know what I mean. Literally. I mean, no offense, but 
2016, whatever received 38% uh, to 20% for, uh, no offense, but uh, you know, right. And I can't even each garnered 14%. 8% of Americans deemed huge to be the most irritating word or phrase spoken in casual conversation. And I don't know if it would be huge or huge. And in 2015, we've seen some narrowing between whatever and the rest of the list. Now, residents 45 and older, 40% believe whatever is the most annoying spoken word. In contrast, 28% of Americans under 45 years old say, no offense, but is the most bothersome. And uh, only 26% of those people consider whatever a problem. Well, you know, no offense, but... Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can tweet me uh, at JeffyMRA. And you can tweet at Pat Unleashed too, but I'm not going to respond to at Pat Unleashed. So you go ahead and do that. But at JeffyMRA. If you want to, uh, if you want to communicate today on the broadcast, uh, filling in for Pat Gray, who is a well-deserved vacation, uh, he'll be back after the first of the year. It'll be a busy, busy, busy year this year, 2018. Wow, cannot believe 2017 is over. And I wasn't kidding when, I, when we talk about you know we did the TV uh, year in review uh, for uh, for our Blaze TV and the Glenn Beck program. I mean. Glenn and, and, and Pat and Stu and myself uh, are all this week uh, doing a year in review uh, at 5 o'clock on the Blaze Television Network. And they do a montage, uh, you know, start the segment out for the day, whatever it is, politics, whatever. whatever. It takes your breath away that it's a year. It's like, in the beginning, you're like, oh, yeah, that was this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh. That was still this year. I mean, it 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 is amazing. And good news coming from the state of Massachusetts: uh, marijuana aficionados uh, roll a 100 foot long joint. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure why they're doing it, other than to just do it. I wonder if it's a. I wonder if it's now the world record. There was led by Boston-based cannabis club and advocacy group. Beantown, Greentown. Who isn't a fan of theirs? I get their little newsletter once a week. Beantown, Greentown newsletter. Uh, during an exhibition of pro-marijuana vendors and supporters at the DCU Center in Worcester on Saturday, they perfected a secret rolling technique using 1,000 grams of their own pot trimmings. People crowded around to take selfies when the final product was displayed. Thousands of people attended the exhibition. The newspaper says Denise Fournier of Gardner, Massachusetts, asked the question on everybody's mind. 
We're going to light it up. Let's burn this. <laughs> Massachusetts last year voted to legalize the possession and consumption of marijuana. A cannabis, corp- a cannabis control commission is writing regulations to govern the sale. So they rolled a hundred foot long joint with a thousand grams. I mean, 35.27 ounces of their own pot trimmings. That's a good size joint. I guess you just got to cut it up and share it, right? You can't smoke the whole thing. I mean, that's doing some serious. (laughs) You set the record with the 100 footer, and then you got to cut it up and just smoke it yourself, you know. Let everybody, who's ever in the room at the time, you take the 100 footer and you break it up, you divide it up for everybody gets their own little, their own little hit. Right? That's been a long time since I've smoked marijuana. I mean, I've never smoked it ever in my life. Ever in my life, because it's illegal. Okay. But I know a lot of people who did and have and are still. And uh, it's been a long time. (laughs) A long, stupid time. Good news out of the state uh, of Pennsylvania and the city of Philadelphia. You know... I like Philly. I'm a fan of Philly. I didn't. I wouldn't want. I don't necessarily want to live there. Not live, uh, you know, in Greater Philadelphia, in Pennsylvania. I lived up there before. I lived there again. It was beautiful. But uh, the city of Philadelphia has, has kind of lost their mind. They really have lost their mind. Now they want to, uh, you know, the in the poor neighborhoods in Philly, they have these beer delis where you go on the premises and you can get a bottle of beer to go shots of liquor you drink on the premises and they also have a little bit of food and they uh sell cigarettes and they sell drugs you know but they're they're kind of a you know a place where you know you might send someone in to buy alcohol for a minor and you might sell some stuff outside the store that you wouldn't necessarily sell in the store that's legal. So it's causing some problems with the, the neighborhood and the police department. But now they want to regulate them saying, uh, no, uh, if you're going to sell that and do that, we want uh, uh, you've got to have a, a restaurant license and you've got to you, you don't, we don't want people. You've got to maintain public bathrooms and we don't want to. Uh, require patrons to pass through restricted areas. So these smaller beer delis have uh, bulletproof glass that you either pass through and then you're inside and you're there, you go through the metal detector, or you go in the uh, establishment and the people who are working there to sell you products are behind the bulletproof glass. They don't want that to happen anymore okay uh they the uh councilwoman cindy bass uh told the said the plexiglass uh, has to come down now um guess what uh, patronizing an establishment that seeks to separate employees from customers makes some people feel bad We want to make sure there isn't this sort of indignity 
to serving food through a plexiglass only in certain neighborhoods. That's what Councilwoman Cindy Bass said. Good luck. Good luck with that, Philadelphia. Good luck. Kind of uh, lost your mind, I would say. Well, you know what? You can add that to your soda tax and uh, see what happens. See what happens with that. The other story I had uh, for, uh, you know, the possibility to talk on Glenn's show today was the horse-drawn vehicles in Wisconsin. It's being voted on today in Wood County, Wisconsin. They want the ordinance uh, to make sure that the horse-drawn vehicles, uh, predominantly of the Amish, uh, would need windshields, seat belts, child car seats, and rearview mirrors. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! Uh, it's just, that's just that's just crazy, right? Now it also is going to require drivers of the animal-drawn vehicles to obey the same regulations as the rest of the people on the rules. You're going to make the horse do thirty. Make the horse do twenty. Uh, if the board approves the measure, operators of the horse buggies would have to get a driver's license from the Division of Motor Vehicles. Uh, the buggies are at least they're going to have to be 16 years old, pass a written test. <sighs> Stop it. You're going to be, and if this passes, let's just say that it passes. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, let's say that Wood County has it pass because they're stupid. But let's just say they pass it. It's going to look really good, you arresting the Amish. I mean, the Wood County Sheriff, have fun with that. Enforcing that. Have fun. Because the Amish might not be recording you, but there will be other people there to record you. uh, Treating those people bad. Maybe, Maybe the Amish just moves out of Wood County, but I doubt it. Right? I mean, that's where they live. Uh, it amazes me that we, we, have to, we have to control so bad. I don't care. Those damn Amish are rolling around in those horse and buggies without any restrictions. They can go up 10 miles an hour without anybody stopping them. Now, apparently there's been some accidents. Well, I'll give you that. I don't know, though exactly what has caused the accidents. I'm guessing, I'm guessing that it wasn't because of great error on the horse and buggy. I'm guessing it was because the horse and buggy and the automobile couldn't coexist. Like fishing people. The automobile and the horse and buggy need to coexist as well. Wood County Sheriff's Department, uh, the emergency management and county board members have been working with the elders of the Amish community to get compliance with state laws regarding lighting and reflective signs. Oh, the county handed out new lights to use. Who would? Hey, people that don't use electricity, here's some lights for you. Stop it. That's just dumb. We want to get these people who are driving buggies down the road or carts to obey the traffic laws. No, what you want is to get their money and make them pay you for your their registration licenses, which you're not getting anything for now. 
to what, Mr. Control? Please pass your stupid Amish law. Please. Please. And then please film. Film Wood County Sheriff arresting all the Amish for not having a windshield or a seatbelt in their horse and buggy and not having a driver's license for their horse and buggy. I mean, I got it. They're concerned that 10-year-olds are driving the horse and buggies. Yeah, that's been going on for 100 years on farms. Anybody that grew up on a farm learns to run a tractor and lawnmowers and any kind of other machinery. That's what happens. You work. It's not about, you're not 16, you can't drive that tractor out in the field and plow. Doesn't work that way. And one more story that was on the list that could possibly make the Glenn Beck segment today. The world's top banana doomed. And we're not talking about a human. We're actually talking about the banana. Okay. Scientists have traveled all over the world trying to find the great banana. Because I'm telling you, all right? The, regu- the big banana, the Cavendish, is under threat of extinction from a fungi disease that is spreading across the world, killing the plants that bear the fruit. The Cavendish bananas are seedless, so their plants are genetic clones, making them vulnerable to disease. Thank you. I mean, we love it as Americans because everything is, I mean, in the world too, really. It's not just America, but it's because of us that the world loves this mass production of product bananas tomatoes any kind of fruit any kind of vegetable but we I, when we t- I talked to was talking to someone not long ago about this very thing is that when they when the disease hits it hurts because there's not enough variety out there to become back strong and that's what they're finding out with the banana uh, the soil-borne fungus is estimated to have damaged more than 30% of Asia's and Australia's banana plantations and has made its way to Africa and the Middle East. If it reaches Latin America and the Caribbean, 85% of the world's banana exports and the majority of the American fruit, billions of dollars, wiped out. Now, I'm sure they're doing everything not to make that happen. I'm guaranteed they're doing that. But they're also looking for another banana to use and they've traveled to different places all over the world looking for the for the great giant banana plant and they have yet to find it so say a prayer for the banana manufacturers because if the cavendish goes down (laughs) we are eating some weird looking bananas okay we expect to have the bananas look right. We want them to taste right. We don't want, I don't know if you've ever grown bananas, but if you grow bananas, but I, and I've grown them before, uh, uh, they don't just, I forget what kind they were, not the Cavendish, but they, they come out real small and they taste good, but they're not quite the, you know, the banana that we've come to know. You can take that joke wherever you, you know, wherever you want to go with it. 
They're not quite the banana that we've come to know. Jeff Fisher filling in for Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Well, we unleashed him and he didn't he, he didn't come back. So we're hoping that he comes back and uh, you know maybe by the first of the year. Uh, I don't know. You tell me. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> and this is what you know. I don't know if uh, Glenn acted on the radio today like he hadn't heard of Oma Wa Ma Wa Ma Ma Ma. You know, the O-U-M-A-U-A-M-U-A. Yeah. The name of the... Yeah. The name of the mysterious oblong space rock flying through space at 85,000 miles per hour. The uh, Oumuamua. Oumuamua. That's what... Actually, that's what I believe it is. It's the Oumuamua. However, they said originally, look, it's just a space rock. It's flying through space. There's a picture of it. And now the headline is, probably isn't a spaceship, but it could have passengers. Wait, what? I'm sure they're probably talking about some sort of space goo. Right? I mean, that's what they've got. They have to be. Uh, Oumuamua is not just a rock, but a spacecraft with aliens or alien technology aboard. Right. For six hours, astronomers interrogated the interstellar asteroid. Green Bank swept across four radio bands and billions of individual channels, searching for transmissions as weak as the signal from your cell phone. Signals that could indicate Oumuamua is a spacecraft with aliens and alien technology. By Thursday, astronomers reported their initial observations had turned up Nothing. It's just a rock flying through space at 85,000 miles per hour. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if a little wind blows toward Earth, we're doomed. Okay? Count on it. It won't, though. It would take more of a, more than to move to move Oumuamua. If it's harboring extraterrestrial stowaways, they're not producing a continuous signal across the frequencies. I think maybe, I mean, if you're flying through space in what looks like a rock to us at 85,000 miles per hour, you may have technology that we might not. So it's possible. It was just me. It's possible that they still could be communicating and we wouldn't know it. But hey, that's just me. Okay? That's just me. I know. I know. All right, so last night I got a uh, a message on uh, on the Facebook. 
You know where you can thumb up Jeff Fisher Radio. You can go there and uh, I'll steal Pat's line. You can thumb up me uh, on uh, Facebook. But uh, I got a message uh, on my Facebook page from uh, my man. Where did it go? Oh, I bet you that's on. Oh, wait a minute, that's on Jeff Fisher Radio. Just a second. It's not the Jeff Fisher page. It's the Jeff Fisher Radio page. My God, man. There's so many things you have to keep track of. I have to I have to post on Instagram. Jeffy MRA on Instagram. I've got my Twitters. Jeffy MRA. Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. I have a Snapchat that I'm not sure what my Snapchat is. I think it's Jeffy MRA, but I'm not sure. All right. I just know that every so often I like to go there and put little flowers above my head and take a picture of it. Well, you don't? Okay, fine. Don't look at me like that. Tell me you don't. Tell me you don't go to Snapchat and see the little ear dog ears on your head. Tell me. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's what I thought. Of course you do. Yeah. Don't lie. Okay, so I heard from uh, Wes, who uh, we're going to call here in a little bit, a trucker, and we talked. Uh, he talked to us a little bit about uh, what uh, what it's like to be a trucker, and he talked. Uh, we talked to our man yesterday. And uh, got some information, and I wanted to just kind of find out exactly what is happening um, uh, with these truckers. It's uh, weird. I mean, it seems like they're trying to shove them out of business, yet we need them. Uh, Look around. Right? Uh, It's kind of weird. So we'll find out exactly what's going on with truckers. Heck, you know what? I might open up the let's open up the let's open up the phone lines. I know they've been closed. 888-900-3393. No, no, don't don't close them up. Leave them open. Uh we'll open them up. We're only going to talk to truckers. 888-900-3393 and we will hey, I will test you too. Don't think I won't. Cuz I made the mistake yesterday of talking to a trucker without making him blow his horn. And I am I've been mad at myself for a day. Okay, I don't want to be mad at myself anymore. So there, we, I may ask for proof. You better be prepared to show it or air it or push it or pull it. Whatever it is, whatever it is that blows that horn, you better be prepared to do it, okay? <laughs> so we'll talk, to about, we'll talk to him about uh, what's happening in the trucker world. And then we have uh, information from the train uh, crash yesterday that happened uh, yesterday while we were on the air. Horrible. Horrible. And it uh, looked like, and, and when you saw some of the footage uh, last night when I finally was able to sit down and look at some of the footage without uh, being on the air talking to you, um, you could tell that it looked as though uh, perhaps the driver was trying to make that turn too fast. And now that's what the NTSB is saying, uh, that it appears that he went too fast. And they found some of the information in one of the information boxes on one of the trains that didn't actually crash. Uh, I think it was the last train that was still on the track uh, that uh, still had information on it. So we'll we'll give you an update on that. And then we're going to go through the stack of stuff. I mean, I don't know if you can see it. You know, if you take the wide shot, maybe you can. But there's I'm going to slide over here and take the wide shot. But. Now take that shot over there. Let's see, I've got stuff. And I've got stuff. This is all for you now. It's not just for me. Stuff. Okay? There's more stuff. Stacks of stuff. Okay, there's stuff. 
all I like that shot better, actually. You can leave it on that shot. You know why I like that shot better? Because you can see me less. Okay. Um, when they do this shot, oh, that's a tough one. That's just like me. That's a tough one. But we do that one. See that one right there? Ooh. Ooh. Tough one. But that one over there, I like that one. That's way over there. So anyway, we'll go through the stack of stuff and we'll talk to we'll talk to we'll talk to truckers. And then there's one thing that we forgot to mention uh, of what we lost in 2017 that we may have to have a word of silence. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, so Pat's not here, but you know, what are you gonna change the the entire show for a couple of days? No, you're not gonna do that. Although you know, I, I'm okay with that, but they don't want to do that. So it's just uh, myself, Jeff Fisher, filling in for Pat, uh, filled in yesterday and today, and then uh, uh, Justin Barkley will be here uh, the rest of the week, and then on into the Christmas holiday. Yeah. Christmas. So yesterday I had a call from Cody who talked a little bit about uh, some issues facing truck drivers. Now I, you know, look, I'm a fan of truck drivers and I, you know, I love driving on uh, the highways. I, I love driving places and you know, you look around and truckers run this country. No question about it, which is why it's kind of frustrating when you start talking about uh, driverless semis uh computer semis um in most places uh, busy places you probably get away with it but um a lot of places you're not going to get around it it's just not going to happen however uh cody brought up uh these e-logs the eld that uh, truckers have uh, got to use and how he hauls livestock and that uh he didn't have to do that uh, because the livestock obviously needed to get where it's going. All right. Yes, I want the pigs to get to slaughter before they rot. Yes, I want the turkeys to get where you're going to break their necks and get them ready for for Thanksgiving. That's what I want. I don't want them rotting on the side of the highway because the truck driver can't drive for another 10 hours. Okay? I don't want the cost of my turkey to go up. I like my frozen turkeys cheap. All right. Turkeys are some of the dumbest birds on the planet. What? Yeah, I know. I don't want to break your little heart, PETA. I got it. I'm going to break your little heart, but they are. So I get a a message from uh, Wes. I want to make sure that, hold on, I got to get with the email because I know he's told me how to pronounce his name. And I don't want to, I don't want to say it wrong. Wes. Ussery. Is that right, Wes? Yes, sir. Ussery, right? Yes, sir. All right. I said that right. Good. I didn't want to. Oh, wait. Hey. And by the way, Jeffy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Now, uh, he contacted me and said that, uh, you know, he was discussing uh, earlier yesterday about the hours of service and the uh, the uh, ELD, the uh, e-logs that the truckers have to do. 
and uh, he had some thoughts on it as well. Now, you are a trucker, obviously, or you just carry around a truck horn with you, one or the other, right? Uh, yeah, it could be the air horn like at football games, but that one's not. So do you uh, do you truck uh, any product, or are you like Cody and do livestock as well? Uh, no, I I, um, I I work for a um, meat company. I haul mostly meat. Matter of fact, my next load will be turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Already at the, from the, coming from the market. Yeah, they they will be frozen. Yeah, ready to roll. Yeah, good. Well, they may be what they consider fresh, uh, not frozen, twenty six degrees. But yeah, right. It's my next load. Right. Well, I mean that's that's so they can charge more. That's all. So I got it. It's fine. That's right. That's fine. I, whatever. It's fine with me. Uh, I, if I need to I thaw it out fast, I'll throw it in a bathtub. I, I, no, I got no problem with that. So uh, what are some of the issues that uh, you find with the ELD that Cody was concerned about that really is a concern, or is it? Is it a concern? Well, um, before we can understand the problems created by the, the E-logs or ELDs, first we must understand the hours of service of the HOS, okay? Okay. And I'll, I'll try to make this brief. And uh, I'll run through it real quick, and if you have any questions, we'll back up. Uh, we have to, to talk about 8-hour, 10-hour, 11-hour, 14-hour, 34-hour, 70-hour rule, and a 34-hour restart, plus an 8-2 split. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> See, n- okay. Simple. Already simple. Yeah, it's already, uh, you've already, I'm already with you 100%. It's okay, a, my so favorite is the 8-2 split. Okay. That, and, and we'll save that for last because it's the funnest of all. Um uh, <laughs> We'll work our way back from the 70. Okay. We are allowed to have 70 hours on duty in an eight-day period. Okay. You know, when, when we get to that ninth day, whatever we did nine days before rolls back and onto our 70. Okay. Um, and uh, on duty is driving or any truck-related, you know, fueling, uh, post or pre-trip inspections, uh, unloading, loading, <clears throat> um, picking up a new trailer, uh, what, whatever can be truck-related. Um, then... Uh, Let's see. That's the 70. Then the 14 is we have 14 hours. That was one of the things Cody was talking about yesterday. Once we go on the clock. Right. Uh, and there's no way to stop it. Break, right. Right. We have 14 hours. Well, the 8-2 kind of kind of stops that. That's why we'll get to that last. Because okay. Okay. But we have 14 hours to complete whatever we need to do during a day. And we're allowed to drive 11 hours during that 14 hours. Um, but... Uh, let's see, back to the 10-hour, we have to make sure we've had a 10-hour break. But also, within eight hours, we have to take a 30-minute break. Now, if something happens, say I, I went on the, the uh, uh, clock at uh, at uh, um, the one, 7 o'clock in the morning, and um, I, for some reason I have to stop in an hour and go off duty, and I'm off duty for 30 minutes. Okay, yay, I just got a 30-minute break, but guess what? I still got... 10 hours left in my day and I still have to take another break within the next eight hours. Right. So I just lost 30 minutes. Right. Um, and then the 34, what the 34 is, is if we're off 34 consecutive hours, then we can regain all of our 70 hours and we can start afresh. So, and then the eight, two split, nobody understands eight, two split. <laughs> uh, there's people that claim they do and, and they may get by with it but don't, I don't you don't you talk know. down to me i understand this a2 split all too well my well, friend well I, w- I would ask you to explain it to me but every time somebody tries i'm just more confused no i don't uh, want listen, i don't want to embarrass you you tell me what you think 
Okay, that is probably the only thing that e-logs can save your backside on. Because really? Okay. If it, say, if, it, if it says that you have an 8-2 split done correctly, then you've got proof. Hey, officer, look, it said it was good. Uh, what it is is um, you're splitting your 10-hour break, and there's different reasons and ways you can do that. But okay. you have to have an 8-hour break, and then you can drive, I think it's into into your 14 or whatever, and then – but then you have to take another two-hour break, and then when you get all that done, when you're finished with your 14 or whatever, then you have to take a 10-hour break. So actually, it can really cost you. Wow. Um, okay. And this, and, yeah, and this is where the e-logs really comes into play uh, as harming us. Um, it, it's real simple. A lot of places don't have overnight parking or parking where we can take our 10-hour break or where we can be there the night before so that we can be on site and not have to go on duty to, to do a little few things. We're actually probably supposed to go on duty, but, you know, get in the door and let them unload because you're just going to go back to sleep anyway. Um, right. But um, that was, say, the closest I can get is five or six miles. And that's as close as place I've got to park, and I've got to deliver there at 2 o'clock in the morning. So I have to stop and maybe get my 10-hour break in, and then I get up and drive that five miles, and if they leave me in the door for six hours, I'm six hours into my 14-hour day. Wow. And if I've got, and this is where Cody was talking about, you can't stop that clock. What if I've got to go 300 miles to get my next load, or it's just 300, maybe I'm even loading back there, and it's and it's 800 miles to my next stop, or because sometimes we have multiple pickups and deliveries. Right. Um, it can really throw you into a quandary, and it makes you rush a lot. Um, uh a lot of these guys you see driving like idiots, most of them are just idiots, but some of them it's because every moment counts when you're on those e-logs. You have to make every minute count because it, it, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. I was in Denver the other day. I had to go to Fort Morgan, Colorado, to pick up load at about 80 miles away, and uh, then 400 miles to Lincoln, Nebraska, for 11 o'clock next morning. 7.30 in the morning, I call up there and say, hey, when do you think my load's going to be ready because I'm on e-logs and you know, I've got to get to Lincoln by 11 tomorrow morning. Right. I, w- I was told, oh, it'll be ready probably by 1, no later than 3. So I get together, go on my, start my clock, go up there, drop my trailer, run to Walmart, take care of some business there, go back, take a little nap. At 5 o'clock, <laughs> I called them and they said, oh, your load's nowhere near ready. So <laughs> wow. later, that, later that night, uh, 50 minutes before I had been off duty for 10 hours waiting on this load um they tell me my load's ready so and i still have three hours left on my 14 hour clock or something like that when they told me so i could either go in there get the trailer try to get some and then i'd have to wait 10 hours but then that would have made me late for my delivery in lincoln or i could wait an hour and then go pick up my trailer drive part way sleep four or five hours get up and go into lincoln but then when i got to lincoln the next day at 11 o'clock my 14 hours is up I'm dead in the water at 2 o'clock in the afternoon or 11 o'clock in the morning. Right. I can't go anywhere. I couldn't even go seven miles to the truck stop to take a shower, to eat a, eat a decent meal. Um, I had to stay on the site, on the premises, until uh, right until the next morning. Seriously? Because I could not. Yes. I could not legally move. Well, there was one option. We have what's called PC, uh, personal conveyance. I could have dropped my trailer and gone out to the truck stop, but I was in Nebraska, 
And a snowstorm came through while I was on the phone trying to convince them to let me do this. And she said, well, you can PC. An empty box trailer is not much fun in the snow and ice with high winds. A bobtail truck, you know, without the trailer, it's worse. Right. Because all of a sudden you realize you're facing the wrong direction. (laughs) Still going down the road. Maybe heading for a ditch. So I opted to just go ahead and stay there in the driveway that night because it was my best option. And, uh, of course, this put me behind the next day when they did call me and give me my next assignment. I had to hurry up. I actually did run to the truck stop, take a shower real quick, but it almost made me late for my pickup. How dare you? And and there's times like when you pick up a load at one place you're and the next place you're going, there may be multiple things on that, that trailer that are going to other truckers that are doing the same thing. We're all going to a, a transport area. Yeah. And so if one of us doesn't make it, it just threw everybody else off because nobody gets their load, nobody gets to go. Everybody's stuck sitting there because they're going to run out of the clock while they're sitting there waiting for the other guy to get there. That's and that just pushes everything back. Now, I by, the end of the week, by the end of the week, you may have lost um, 500,000 miles, $2,000 in revenue. That could not be so. good. All right, Wes Ussery, thank you. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to take, I'm going to take a little break, and then I'm going to come back to you because I know you have some questions you know, that you sent that uh, are fascinating. And I also want to get your thoughts on maybe, uh, you know, what would help fix the problem. I don't know, like maybe, I mean, I realize, and we'll talk to you uh, on the other side of this. Wes Ussery joining us uh, for Trucker Hour. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. So yesterday started an avalanche when Cody called and started talking about the issues facing truckers in this country and how difficult it is for some of them to survive in today's computerized e-log system of delivering goods and picking up goods around the country. Wes, Wes Ussery, uh, messaged me and said that he could uh, help us out with uh, some details and already has. It's been enlightening already to see uh, really what a nightmare it is uh, delivering (laughs) goods across the country. When you think of picking up a a load from uh, a port, a port anywhere, uh, you know, wherever wherever the delivery ports are in the U.S., and bringing them, uh, delivering them to whatever store you shop at. There's several other different loads uh, that have happened between then and the time you purchase it. And in that time, it appears that they're making it more difficult for guys like you to make a living, Wes. It seems like they're actually, I'm an owner-operator. And it honestly looks like they're just trying to get rid of us because we're a little more outlawish, a little uh, more independent. You know, a little more hard-headed, um, but uh, we're okay. the ones they call when the, the other guys can't get the job done. Right. <laughs> it's that simple. So but one thing, 
our, my truck's not governed. You know, I'm not one of those guys that's going to block you at 63 miles an hour while I go to while I'm trying to pass a truck that's going 62 miles an hour. Right. Which, by the way, everybody listening, if you come upon that, don't get mad at the guy that's trying to pass. Get mad at the guy in the right lane that won't back out of it for five seconds, and let him by. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. you. Stay there. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because. You know, because that's back to the every moment counts in this. That poor guy's only got, he's only got sixty three miles an hour. He's got his entire day planned out. Uh, I've got to pick up here. I've got to I've got to deliver here. I need to fuel, and I've got to fuel here because a lot of places actually tell you where you will and won't fuel, and even you know with the bigger companies how much fuel you'll actually put on. And you know, wow. cause we only want you to put on seventy two gallons here, and because that you know it cost effectiveness. I've never really understood to be honest with you but well i mean uh, i can kind of understand if they've got it down to where you're traveling if it's cheaper to buy gas at point c just buy exactly what you need to get from point b to c and so it's cheaper for you to fill up at c i i I mean i I kind of get that well yeah but but like i used to drive for a company that has a terminal on the very very southern point of memphis almost in mississippi and I'd be running across 40, which goes nowhere near that. It goes around the north end of Memphis, and they would tell me to go down there to fuel. Yeah, well, that's, that's dumb. 45, 50 extra miles. You know, it's like, no, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to do it. Yeah, that's dumb. Because, that, that's just being dumb. Yeah. Yeah, because they were, they were looking at cost efficiency. I'm looking at my hours efficiency, you know. Well, not only I that, but cost efficiency. Right, but not only that. I mean, you're going, what, 100 miles out of your way, which, I mean, that doesn't seem to be cost efficient, but. Okay. It's not to me, but they're you know, who knows? It's pilot program. Maybe they was just getting their their data to start with. Okay, and so like, uh, yes, sir. No, I'm just saying. So you're driving uh, now on your own, right? I mean, you're a, you're an owner operator, and you deliver, you subcontract for companies. Do you have a specific contract that you sign with three or four yes, different sir. companies, or do they just no. call you as yes. needed? No. No, I'm just, I, I am uh, leased on to, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, Cargill Meat Solutions, Meat Logistics Solutions. I drive for Cargill. Okay. And uh, so, I and I'm based out of Friona, Texas. And, um, okay. So, and here's one of the things, and this kind of goes back to what Cody was saying yesterday. Um, I did not know, that li- I, I knew livestock had some different exemptions because of the, you know, the cruelty of trying to keep animals as in right. good shape as possible and all that. And, and it makes sense, complete sense. It sure does. Uh, but um, I didn't know that they were under, or they had been exempted because um, a lot of the uh, bull wagons I know already had e-logs. Oh. And I was going, man, I wonder how that's working out. <laughs> right. Uh, now, now, a lot of them, if they're just what you would call local or regional, where they're only a few hours from, the, the point of origin to the point of, of uh, departure or you know unloading right that that would that okay I could understand that but I ran into a guy the other day hauling turkeys that was in uh, southwest Missouri that was hauling turkeys to Ohio Ooh. and there was two of them and he was broke down fortunately he they were actually both broke down fortunately they were at a repair shop but like Cody said yesterday there's fifteen hundred birds that uh, you know, right. if it's drastic, I'm sure they'd pull another truck up there to, to grab the load and go. But but if it's uh, a logbook thing, you know, <laughs> you know, then you're doing relays and it should have been thought of ahead of time. And you know, so is there, yeah, is there a way? Is there a way to uh, to to tag team it? 
to make it work for uh, for com- companies, or is it just uh, them really trying to just make you go work for a corporation, you know, a company rather than work for yourself? Uh, you can go team. Uh, when I first went to orientation for Cargill, we had a team that came on, um, but because of, of downtime, the, the guy couldn't afford to keep the other driver, so he had to let him go, uh-huh. and he had to start running solo. Uh, now, that's that's not true in all aspects, but it's it's like, you know, I'm not, and before anybody thinks I'm I'm slamming Cargill, I'm not. They're they're one of the better companies out here to work for, but they butcher. If I remember correctly, the Freona uh, facility butchers four cows a minute, 16 hours a day, and then they take an hour or a shift off to clean up. <laughs> okay. They do that seven days a week. Right. And... So if something goes down, they've already got all these loads, you know, scheduled, you know, and all the trucks scheduled to pick them up and everything. Something goes down, everybody's going to get backed up. And it's not just, they don't just don't run them through there and they get in a box. Um, They have to run them through there and have to process them. They have to get them to temperature. They do FDA cultures on them to make sure that there's, you know, no E. coli or anything else. Right. So if something gets backed up, it gets backed way up. Right. So it's that not sense. Cargill. It's just it's just it's just the way things are, especially when you're dealing with a live product like that. That has to go from the hoof to the to the freezer. All right. So the questions <laughs> so, that you uh, the questions that you sent me. Uh, yes, sir. What are those for? Um, my sister and I, Gail, are working on a uh, a program that we would like to put out to. Uh, we're going to try to put it on a website. We're, we're a long ways from getting it out yet, but we're working on it. What we want to do is we want to find out the effect of e-logs on the drivers. Okay. And so you need to apply I'm, for some, you need to talk to your local congressman and get some study money. Get, some, what, get yeah. some grant money. It'll take a while because yeah, you've got a lot of paperwork to fill out, but there are people out there that will help you. And get some grant money for this. Heck yeah. Well, that's, that's everybody else is getting study money. For. Yeah. Yeah, and I... What I'm trying to do, because you were talking about what can we do about this. First of all, we gotta we gotta recognize where the real problems are. What really changes? Um, as far as the, the hours of service go, the spirit of the law is pretty good, but when you have to do it to the letter of the law, moment by moment, um, like one of my costs, uh, I I like to run about 68 miles an hour. That's my sweet spot for my truck. It's where I get my best fuel mileage. I can't do that so much anymore because if something's running late, I got to, you know, I, I don't overindulge, but I get from point A to point B in the safest and most expedient way I can. <laughs> and that's costing me about 20% more in fuel already. <laughs> and, uh, okay. That's a nice way. It also, that's a nice way. That's a nice way. I believe that's how I'm going to put me coming to work from now on. Well, it works for me. <laughs> I'll patent that. You can copyright that. Thank you. Every Thank time you. we use it. Um, but um, there's there's several aspects. It's, it's just like the other night, like I was telling you about in Lincoln the other day. I couldn't go seven miles to go to the truck stop so I could take a shower and have a decent meal. Things like that, they wear on you after a while. No kidding. You, know? you need to get out of this truck. I live in this truck with two chihuahuas. I really need to get out of the truck sometimes. So... <laughs> You know, there's an idea. There's uh, an idea that you could, could reverse that. Well, no. <laughs> and uh, Grandma and Grandpa are listening. If and so is is Aunt Gail. Oh, if I did anything, all with, right. with Monster and Addie, fine. You know, 
be nice to yeah. the dog. Whatever. Okay. Had, I got it. They're, they're 11 years. They've been sitting down there in the floor for 11 years. So. <laughs> I understand. I, look, everybody has to get out of there, right? I mean, it's, it's, seriously, yeah. no joke. Everybody has to get out of there. That's the point. Yeah, and, and it is, and that's why we do it, too. It's. It, I mean, this is a very different business. I've, I've had other careers in my life, and, but this one, you have to be born to it or, or you can't do it because – um, a lot of time away from home, uh, very few times, uh, I've, like I say, I've been doing it since 93, um, missed a lot of holidays, missed a lot of birthdays, missed yeah. a lot of anniversaries, missed a lot of everything. Yeah. Um, because you, it's just not expedient or, or sometimes just not able to, to schedule everything to where you can, you can, uh, partake of that. I, I used to work for another company that was a dedicated company All right, and so- they were very good about it. But if you... If you want it off, uh, but I usually delivered the day after the holiday, so guess what? I had to leave the day of the holiday. There you go. Wes, hold on. Don't go anywhere. We'll finish up, and I know I've got Bill in South Carolina. I want to talk a little bit about this, too, uh, and, and about your possible study uh, going on. I'm fascinated to see uh, what effects it has. That, that is fascinating. And I'd like to get your your thoughts on uh, the possibility of, of driverless semis across the country. And I'm pretty sure I have a good idea of what you think of them, but I'm just, you know, maybe want to hear it from you, uh, from yourself. Now, this is the Pat Gray Unleashed program on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, more right around the corner. There's a call. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network, except without Pat Gray. It's me, Jeff Fisher, filling in for Pat as he takes some well-deserved time off on the Blaze Radio Network. You can uh, participate by dialing 888-900-3393, or you can, uh, you know, you can tweet me at JeffyMRA or Facebook me at uh, Jeff Fisher Radio. We've been talking to Wes Usry. Now, Wes has been uh, telling us a little bit about, I'm going to talk to Wes a little bit more, and I know I've got Bill and Larry. I've got some trucker hour on the Blaze Radio Network. I love it. I love it. I truly do. I, I truly do. I, I should have been a trucker. Now, there's a number of people still around me to this day that were saying, Go ahead, leave, please. Because there's an old. I I know that I I know that uh, one of the people that uh, were real good friends of my grandma and grandpa. I'll never forget. He retired and he was a trucker. And uh, after about two months, he was back on the road again. Wes, does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah, I know several. <laughs> they, they retire. Yeah. Oh, well, a lot of them they go they go home and and. Uh, They've not. They've only thought they were the king of the castle. They find out the queen runs right. things. Uh, she really doesn't want them home because she's not used to them being home. She has her routine, and uh, yeah, you don't, you don't. You're in it. You're in it once a month. So bye. Right. <laughs> you're, there, right you're there for a couple of days. That's part of the routine. Yeah. After that, yeah. get out. <laughs> yeah, I've known several of them like that. Yes, I have. <laughs> That's very. A lot of them wind up divorced after fifty years. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> right. Yep. So. uh your, some of your questions, and I know that um, 
you were looking to put some of them uh, together and hopefully try to put a study together to what would you like the outcome to be? What would I like the outcome to be? Um, I'd like that for the ultimate outcome, I'd like for uh, Congress, whoever happens to be in charge or seems to be in charge or thinks they're in charge to actually take a better look at how these rules are affecting us and adjust them so that uh, they make our life a little easier. Do you think they honestly care? No. Well, yeah, on, on, one le- on one level, tax revenue. Well, and they've got to care, too, when products, you know, when it starts affecting the products that they need. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe it will. So uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, driverless trucks and uh, how that's going to or has it affected you at all yet. Oh, not uh, other than some really good arguments between myself and some of my trucker friends. Um, <laughs> Dennis. <laughs> I, I didn't say Dennis out loud, did I? Anyway, um I I think in the in the long run, long after I'm dead, it will be a great thing because uh, it will be safer. Uh, it'll be far more efficient. Um, I mean, and especially for the the people that that don't have that have to pay the driver salaries anymore because that is the biggest expense in any company is is driver pay. So if you don't have to pay a driver, um, you've already saved a chunk of bucks right there. Plus, on top of that, you stop and think about it. If it doesn't have any driver that has to live by the hours of service regulations, that truck never really has to stop. Uh, I mean, mean, even if you, and we've discussed this because uh, we've been reading up on it, maybe like uh, they do something here like they do in Australia. They would have corrals outside of the cities and you bring in trains. They have like 10 train, you know, and they drop them out there and a local driver comes out and gets them and takes them and delivers them. Yes. You've got an autonomous truck. Yeah, I believe that. One driver. You know, bringing them in, dropping them outside of town, yes. uh, you're going to eliminate a lot of jobs real quick right there. Yeah, you aren't lying. You know? Quickly. And if you and, want, uh, I, I gave you a million-dollar idea earlier today, Wes. I don't know if you heard me, but you, know, you may have been busy, you know, I don't know, doing what, making sure your turkeys were cold enough in the back of the back in the trailer. But here you, here's what you do. You design. I have not seen a design for this yet. I've seen the design for the driverless trucks and the driverless semis, the driverless cars, but I've not seen the design for the driverless garbage truck. I'm telling you, million-dollar idea, perhaps even billion-dollar idea. You're talking about the cab? Did you say the cabless trucks? Yes, absolutely. Just pick up the trash. Um, Just go through the neighborhoods and pick up the trash. I'm sure that's not far from, from happening. I really am. I um, know, but I, I mean, I'm telling you, how? What do you got? What do you have to do? You have to replace. You'd have to replace the the trash cans, right? You'd have to make sure that the trash cans all had some sort of uh, beacon on them, so that the truck would know when to stop yeah. and what to. Uh, this is uh, what size it is, so they would know how big to uh, clamp down on it, and then dump it in. Off you go. Um, well, I'm sure that the municipalities or whoever was involved would uh, make sure that the trucks and the, and all the trash bins were. Uh, you know, standard, and so that they wouldn't have to worry about that. Absolutely, we, we would have to. We're the ones that would have to comply, not them. You know, that's uh, right. So. Wes, you've been very kind with your time. You've been very kind with your time. I really appreciate it. Is there anything Thanks, else you'd yeah, like yeah. to get off your chest? Or are you okay? Um, well, uh, sometime in the future, I'd I'd like to also uh, address the uh, reciprocity and. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. You, that's really in. got to affect you, right? Yes, it does. Because I do carry, and some places I can get in a lot of trouble for it. But, right. You know, you know the old adage: rather judged by twelve and carried by six. And then uh, 
another thing that, that Wait a, minute. What was that? a lot of people aren't aware of, uh, rather judged by 12 and carried by six. Gotcha. Uh, and the other thing, you know that at any time a DOT agent can pull us over for no reason to do a roadside inspection, and if they want to, they can get in here and search my vehicle. This is my home. They don't have to have a warrant. They can just do it. I'm not saying that a lot of them abuse it, but that sounds pretty abusive anyway because they have to have a warrant to come in your house, right? They sure do. Why why not mine? Boy, no kidding. Jeff, I appreciate it, man. And I'm I'm looking forward to listening to what these other guys have to say. Wes, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. You be safe. All right? Thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Wes Usry, uh, plenty of time with this time. Larry in Arizona. Uh, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, Jeff. Hey, right, these ELDs, they're coming in, and they're going to be mandatory pretty soon here. And the hours of service have been around for years and years. The electronic logging devices are just making sure that everybody complies with those. Right. Because the, the drivers want the paper logs. They call them swindle sheets, cheat sheets. Right. They were running three or four different log books. They start one at 10 in the morning, then start another one at noon, start another one at 2, showing whatever they got pulled over, they showed the cop the most recent book that made it look like they were leaving. And these guys are still running, driving 24 hours straight, and doing stupid crap, falling asleep at the wheel, killing families in their minivans. And the government, unfortunately, had to do something about it. But the hours of service they've got just really don't work well. And as much as they've been working with the the owners' associations and stuff to try to get things to work, it's still not quite functional. No like kidding. Wes was saying, once you, once you start that 14-hour clock, you're pretty much dead um, if you've got to sit for six hours waiting for a load. Yeah. And the easiest thing they could do, instead of having us forced to do a 10-hour break, and that's based on sleep studies and all sorts of other BS. But, you know, if you show you've been down for four hours, you should be able to drive for six. You know? Right. The 14-hour clock is just really a pain in the butt, and it really makes every hard for, especially the independents. The big trucking companies that are running 700 to 7,000 trucks, you know, if they get a truck broke down, they throw somebody else in there, or somebody's waiting too long, right. they throw another truck in. And they pay us for wait time and everything else. But the independents that are one-man, one-truck operations, they're the guys that are really getting hurt by it. So how many? But it's the, ind- it's the independents that were running 24 hours a day, coked out of their minds, that caused the problem to begin with. <laughs> I mean, it might not have been just coked out of their mind. It could have been just, you know, sp- speeding their brains out. <laughs> So, how many trucks does uh, your company, how many your company run? You know what? I've just been here seven months. I know just out of the one plant we're just starting up, they're going to have 150 there. Wow. I think they've got uh, several hundred in Illinois. I know they've got a couple hundred in Modesto. So yeah, we're up over probably 12, 1500 trucks, I would guess. Right. And well, growing. That's pretty good. Pretty good size, pretty pretty good size movement. Have they equipped it with a horn, or do, are you silent runner? Oh, one of those things. Yeah, we got one. Thank you. Hey, Larry, I appreciate it very much. Uh, no worries, man. Have a good day. Thank you, man. Be safe.
Chris in Utah, you are on the Blaze Radio Network. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Hey, uh, listening to some of these guys, uh, I am one of those old outlaw truckers. You bastard. Yeah, always have been and always will be, and it Thank doesn't you. take coke or speed. It takes hard work. Uh, there you go. They've made a lot of these laws uh, to the lowest common denominator. Of and course. The CDL has become another participation trophy for a job. Right. But the FMCSA uh, has, for the longest time, as far as I know, not had a current CDL holder on its board. The vast majority of the information that they use to get their uh, uh, to make the laws to get their you know their their studies right. come from lobbyists, and the trucking lobby is largely controlled by your your big companies, your Swift in England, and so on and so forth. But um, they don't have a CDL. They don't know what real life is out here. You know, mothers against tired truckers. I understand their point, but they're a lobbyist group. Mm-hmm. And if lobbyists are going to make the rules or affect the rules for truckers, I think they should spend a little bit of time figuring out what it is that we do to make sure they have everything they need on a daily basis. I'm absolutely okay with that, like 100% okay with that, because that's what it's going to take, right? I mean, it is going to take a little bit of knowledge of when it affects what they are, you know, what they need. Right. And you were talking about, you know, can we team up and, and put a, a second driver in Yeah, a yeah maybe a little yes. tag team, yeah. We can. But I will make 50% oh, right. of my wages. Right. And, you know, we work, I work 16 hours a day plus, do 845 miles a night to feed my family. <sighs> and distance. I've always done that. We've always been those guys who could go out and work. Now we've taken the trucking industry and, like I said, run it to the lowest common denominator. And it's no longer a job. It's a it's a computer game. Well, and look, that's happened with many professions. Uh, and it's you know, unfortunate that it, that it has, but it most definitely has. And uh, what do you see fixing it other than just uh, hoping that uh, the people that are overseeing it realize that uh, they actually need it more than they think they do? Unfortunately, the the worst side of it is that the only true solution that I see is if we we need to slow down, we need to back off. A lot of these guys can't handle these hours anymore. Uh, the trucking industry has expanded to the point where it requires more drivers than it ever has. Right. Um, and a lot of those drivers aren't as motivated or as capable to operate safely on those longer schedules. Then we're going to have to, unfortunately, raise prices everywhere around to fund the additional wages in the trucking industry right. to make it actually pay what it used to pay. Do you think that, you know, uh, do you think that, uh, uh, the driverless semis or at least the computerized, uh, driving semis would take a little bit of the hit of that? I don't believe, you know, right now they're not cost effective as far as the freight they can haul and the distance they can move it. Right. Uh, you know, just looking at the specs that uh, Elon Musk and, and Freightliner have put out, um, their freight capacity is limited. Their mileage is significantly limited because of uh, the battery weight. Right. The more mileage you get, the less freight you can carry. Right. I think in the future they probably will make a significant significant impact in our industry, but not on specialized haul. I, I'm a specialized haul, and uh, right. there's no 
truck that they're going to let pull my freight. Right. Um, but well, what, what, they, kind of, what kind of special government stuff are you hauling, Chris? <laughs> I do not do safe, secure transport anymore. But, um, what kind, right now, does your truck actually have any letters on it at all, or is it just rivets? <laughs> well, I've got a big old K-Wop, so. Hey, Chris, thank you very much. Man, I really I appreciate, appreciate your it, Jeff, time. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You take care. Be safe out there. Linnell, Ted, and Bill, we will be right with you. Trucker Hour on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number on the Blaze Radio Network. America is one of the greatest countries in the world. I just want you to know that. I just want you to know that. If you ever doubted in your life that there was a country better than America, don't do it again. Because America is the number one country in the world. And I was just given an example of why it is. You can come up with your own. Linnell in Utah, you are on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, Pat Gray Unleashed, Jeff Fisher, Trucker Hour. How are you? <laughs> hey, Jeffy. I'm I'm doing great. Good. Um, I just love you. I don't really know you, but I just feel like you seem like the nicest guy in the world. I Remind should. me of a really good friend of mine. Right? So. Thank you. I know. Yeah. I know. Sarah's, no, across, guys, Sarah's looking at me from across the glass going, no, no, Linnell, don't, no. no. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like those guys, uh, Pat, and them picking on you I know, either. I know. I know, Linnell. Yeah. You know, if I liked them, it would matter, but I don't really like them much. So well, okay. there you go. There you go. Well, um, a couple of things. Uh, I'm a trucker. Hang on. Let me roll my window down. That's what I'm talking about. Just- just for you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. And uh, you posted, uh, you, you tweeted, I should say, uh, a, a few days ago, <clears throat> asking about uh, using the eyes to make somebody feel uncomfortable as far as sexual harassment. And staring. That. Yeah, the staring, right. Right. Yeah, the staring. So um, I've always worked in male industries because... I really like men. Good. I mean, good <laughs> and, for you. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. And uh, I tend to be, I mean, my husband married me partly be, for my cooking, but he also said that he knew I was a perfect woman when he went out to my mailbox and there was a uh, Victoria's Secret catalog and a Harbor Freight Tools catalog <laughs> both addressed to me. So There you go. I love uh, that. That's perfect. Um, and I've done a lot of... Uh, male things as far as I uh, was building houses and uh, had a handy mom business and I was a UPS driver and lots of different things like that. I mean, you know, and look, I, Linnell, I, I, you know, I'm right now, right now at this point in my life, I'm married. So, you know, you I know, keep, I know sorry. you are. And I'm married I'm too. I waited for my husband. So, and he's awesome. Okay. Cause he puts up with me. 
But so, but the thing is, is um, being working with men, I, I never got insulted by, you know, joking or you know somebody complimenting me on how I looked, and even at the truck stop. Um, I mean, I'm older now. I used to be hot. And I'm not. I'm kind of a hot mama, I guess. At least my husband thinks so. There you go. And I, I had drivers go, you know, looking good, sister, and things like that. You know, that's harassment in today's I world, though. Yeah, that doesn't bother me at all, though. Oh. I, I appreciate that. How do you survive? But, but here's the but on that. Oh boy. There was. Uh, one, and I, and I drive solo because, uh, when I was on the truck with my trainer, when you're driving team, you got to think about this. Somebody's driving that truck and you're trying to sleep and it is hard to sleep, especially when you think about the potholes and all the, right. you know, the way the roads are and you're, Don't you flying, have, wait a minute, wait, you know, wait a minute, I mean, wait I, a minute. Wait, they've got like yeah. king size beds on the back of those things <laughs> with springs <laughs> And shock absorbers. What are you, who are you trying to kid? Well, you get a little bit of free chiropractic adjustment while you sleep. I'm flying up and hitting the bottom. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I did have this guy. Uh, I was at a love, and I was uh, ran in, you know, fueled up, ran in to get my coffee and some, right. something quick to eat. And he turned around, and he glared or leered at me and i gotta tell you it was creepy right and made me really uncomfortable that i was afraid i was going to ask a love person to uh oh that's my lady talking sorry you can probably hear her um that happens to me all the time don't worry about i get that yeah yeah, so there is a difference between, you know, somebody staring and somebody leering, and it made me really afraid for my safety. I bet. And, you, you know, always, so listen, there you is always, that kind you, of thing. No matter, and I'm sure you do this and have done this forever, but you should always go with your gut. Never always listen to yourself. Yeah. Never, yep, exactly. never disregard your thoughts on that kind of thing. I mean, we've heard stories yeah, for years where people have done both, and the people that uh, disregarded their feelings wish they hadn't have. So, yep. I mean, and I checked, you know, to see if my how close my truck was because I didn't know where this guy was, and he was way bigger than me, and uh-huh. you know, it was at night and all those kind of things. So, um, so there there is a difference. But the other quick thing is that people can do to help drivers. And I know there's been mostly talk about the ELDs uh-huh. um, and that 14 hour clock, man, that's the worst. <laughs> and that's, it actually promotes people to, to drive tired because when you start clock, you no start way to stop clock, it. You can't yep. stop it. Yep. No way to so stop even it. Even if you're tired and, and you want to take a nap, you don't want to waste that time taking a nap because you can't stop the clock. Right. And that's a really bad thing. And yes, then it is. the other is um, this was a statistic that I, I just read recently in a report that there's like a million uh, trucks on the road and there's only 300,000 uh, rest stops slash 
parking areas for trucks. So then when, when the drivers are coming in and you plan your trip to try and, you know, find a place to park and you pull up and you see some guy in a little Toyota pickup pulling a 10 or 15 foot trailer taking up right. Right. For a truck. Right. We can't. We can't park anywhere else. There's nowhere to park. Although I will say, and th- thanks, Linnell. I appreciate it. And I, I'm up against the clock here, and I really appreciate your time. And you'd be safe out there, and I appreciate it. And Ted and Bill and David, I'll get to you. You just hold on. We'll look. I'll, I, you know, look. The audience demands it. That's fine. We'll continue trucker hour. I got it. Trucker hour continued times two for a few minutes anyway. But one thing I will say against Linnell's point is that, uh, you know, a lot of times I've traveled just in a car and sometimes you pull in those truck stops where the truckers are stopping to sleep and rest like that. And if I back all the way in in between two trucks, it's nice and quiet back there in my car. It's nice and quiet. It's dark. I can get plenty of sleep. So, man, if my car is backed in there, I often thought that it, a trucker would actually get really mad at me and just back in and just block me until he left. Then we'd have a fight on our hands, okay? <laughs> Pat Gray, only yeah. on the Blaze yeah. Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, so he's not here. All right, just get off me. All right, he's on vacation. All right, I'm filling in for him for a couple of days, and then we're out of here. It's going to be Christmas. We're coming up. I mean, Christmas is what? I mean, you got four. You got four days left to shop. Get out there, buy the presents that you need. All right, and then relax. Take Christmas off. You've got college football. You had bowl games. Looking forward to the 27th. I'm trying to get down to Orlando, catch a little bit of the Missouri Tigers against those Texans. Oh, man. Do I want the Missouri Tigers to crush those freaking Texas Longhorns in Houston, Texas on the 27th of this month in the Texas Bowl so bad? Oh, oh, do I want that? Oh, so bad. And my son, my oldest son who played for Missouri, uh, is working in uh, Austin, Texas now. (laughs) You know, home of the texas longhorns so uh he's had fun he's had fun since the bowl game was announced uh no question about it so i mean the the texas longhorn people just i mean they're kind of agonizing so i want missouri to crush them okay now we've had trucker hour we've been talking a lot about uh, some of the goings on on the country look trucks run the country and i'm not talking about pickup trucks i'm talking about semi trucks and trailers and tractors going across this country you heard that I mean, we've got millions of truckers on the road in america that's what delivers your goods that's what makes america great look around whenever there's an accident what's backed up what do you see most of yeah semis so they're trying to get to their destination okay and i love them and we've had they've had some issues with some of the way that they have to report and travel now, and uh, it's a little frustrating for them. And it's been fascinating hearing some of their stories and what uh, could possibly uh, help them uh, become better. Because look, I want the goods that I want delivered safely yet fast. 
Okay. I don't want to wait around. Ted in Kentucky, you are on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing just fine. How about yourself? Oh, it was so good. So good, Ted. Thanks for asking. Do you really care? Or? Yes, I do. Okay, if, good. Thank if it you. wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't have a station that actually tells the truth. Thank you. Amen. So, What's up, Ted? Well, I was listening to the program, and you were talking about the uh, uh, cars, driverless cars. Yeah. And I had two thoughts. The first thought is, if we do eventually get there, does that mean we will no longer have to have driver's license? Right. Will that eliminate driver's license Possible. for everybody? Truckers, bikers, yeah. cars, very no possible. driver's license. Right. That's very possible. And they're also, that's going to be a big deal for insurance as well. Uh, yes. There'll be a way to insure. It's got to be a way to, uh, you know, if you are going to, and it also is going to be a big deal for insurance if we put the majority of vehicles on the road that are driverless and we still allow some human cars uh, to be driven on the road. I mean, I, I don't think they'll do it. I think once we hit a majority of driverless cars, they're going to have to tell you as a human, you can't drive anymore. Uh, maybe in the city, I think the way it'll work out is that they'll have, like in municipalities, in in city areas, you won't be able to drive. Uh, humans will not be able to drive because it, it will be it'll be for our safety, and they'll say you're you're safer not driving. If you want to drive, you can park your car outside the city limit, and we'll take you to a parking garage somewhere, and you can drive outside the city. Well, very possible something like that happens. Well, that's an idea. Yeah, How I mean, it's just a thought. The second part of that question is, if it's driverless cars, does that mean that uh, teenagers, 13, 14, and 15, can get in one of these and just say, take me somewhere, Disneyland? Yeah, I, well, sure, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I would imagine that there's going to be, you know, there's going to have to be some kind of restrictions put on them, but you're right. Uh, you're absolutely right that there's, there will have to be some sort of restrictions on them, right? I mean, to be able to, uh, to be able to use now already, um, you're able to, well, I don't know if the car will be owned by you. Thank you, Ted. I appreciate your time and thanks for listening and, and be safe out there. Um, I don't know that you'll be able to, uh, just, you know, you can't Uber unless obviously there are law breakers. Credit but, card. Right. There are law breakers. But for you to uh, just get in and say, no, they're probably not. I mean, that would be, be a strange thing to do, right? Um, I mean, my daughter, as far as kids, as far as kids uh, saying uh, wanting to drive, I mean, my 10-year-old daughter is already calling me her Uber. I mean, she's, she's not, she barely wants to drive now. You know, I mean, my son, who just is 15, my youngest son, he's like still wanting to drive. He sees the benefit of learning to drive. My 10-year-old daughter, pff, drive me, take me. And I'm, a, I'm personally, <laughs> I am all for the driverless car. I want to get in the car and say, go to this destination and then sit back. I'm all about that. All right. There are some people in the world that that have that done, yet it's done with humans behind the wheel. 
I can't afford that. I could be possibly afford. You know, we've done the, we've tried to do the math. I know uh, we've talked about it a couple of times uh, where maybe you just don't, you just Uber to work and back. Uh, financially, maybe you can work out a, you know, I don't know, gas wise and distance wise, you have to make it worth your while. But uh, it'd be wear and tear on the car, insurance. You just to be almost like living in in Manhattan, right? Where you just you just don't have a car. You don't need a car. You can mass transit wherever you want to go, or you walk. And that's <laughs> I'm not walking. Bill in South Carolina, you're on the you're on the Blaze Radio Network. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, Jeffy. How about yourself? Oh, I'm so darn good. I don't believe I've ever been better. You know, you have the patience of a saint, and I think that Glenn should give you your own TV program oh, no, for at no, least no. an hour on the network. That, I really, really do. Well, I pre- thank you very much, Bill. I appreciate it. Um, I've heard you've been talking about trucking today and a little bit of yesterday. And I mentioned to your caller who I'd like to thank for uh, accepting my call. Yeah, that, that's what he does, but that's okay. Oh, he, well, he don't need to thank him. I that's can, his job. I could go someplace else, but I won't. But, <laughs> uh, and it has nothing to do with your, the, the caller that I had today, the screen caller. But, Jeffy, one of the problems that's in America today is that we continuously uh, treat symptoms and not causes. I'll give you that. And I'm going to give you an example of it, but let me preface uh, what I'm going to say first by this. I actually grew up with television since the 1940s. Okay. Okay? Yep. Now, I'm going to read something, and these two are linked together. It states, centralization of the means of communication and transport in the hands of the state. That is what is not being treated. That is the cause uh, that we have nowadays in communication, which you're in, and also in transportation, which is... The trucking industry is part of, but we don't treat that anymore, Jeff. I've been driving since uh, trailer trucks since about 1961, and I've seen the changes take place uh, over the years and over the decades. And I got out of it uh, as an owner-operator back in 1988. Uh, in fact, it was my wife that said, "You know, enough's enough." But we keep looking at symptoms, Jeff. And, and it's not just trucking. It's government, it's radio, it's television, it's politics, it's the people we elect. We keep treating the symptoms, but nobody wants to go back to the root causes. And a lot of those causes I saw myself back in the 60s, but nobody wanted to address them back then. And you're, not, you're a long way from addressing a lot of that stuff today, my friend. Yes, sir. A long way. There's no doubt about that. Bill, thank you very much. I appreciate the kind words. David in Illinois, you are on the broadcast. How are you? Hey, Jeff. Thanks for uh, letting me put my two cents in. Absolutely. Uh, Just real briefly, what I wanted to comment on was the fact that the government is imposing all these rules and regulations all in the name of safety. Of course. That's what they do. Right. Well, I'm nobody special, but I've been driving since the mid-'90s. And I just about a month ago got out of the over-the-road stuff and took a local job doing intermodals because of the e-logs. And what the government's causing is a lot of the experienced drivers, owner-operators, and even company drivers, they're walking away from that over-the-road junk. And it's placing more, I don't want to sound like I'm picking on rookie drivers 
because we all had to start it, you know, at some time. But right. there's a lot of inexperienced rookie drivers out there now that most well, of these, these large these large uh, companies, I don't want to name any names. No, I know, but that's why I mean, I, I forget who talked to us about it earlier, but that's one of the things that they mentioned as well was that uh, the, uh, you know, with uh, without any experience and without uh, having to have a CDL, although I think you still do, right? You still have to have a CDL. You have to have a CDL, but they'll hire you right out of truck driving school with zero experience. And I see it out out on these interstates and truck stops. You can tell when somebody doesn't really know what they're doing. And, again, I don't want to sound like I'm criticizing, but... But you are, so go ahead. (laughs) Well, the government's causing the experienced guys to go away, (laughs) either quit, quit completely or go local, and we're getting more and more inexperienced drivers out on those interstates. Right. And do you well, have do you have an idea of what could help solve that or no? Well, I don't. I, I really I, I don't. I mean, I, I'm I, I'm kind of I'm trying to figure it out. That's all. I wish they wouldn't do the DLBs, but that's here to stay. But realistically, they just need to change the hours of service where you can split your day up a little bit. Right. It's like like the young lady said earlier. We have 14 hours. If I'm tired and I want to take a pull over for an hour, I'm not going to do it because I only got five hours left. Right. You know? So it's, it's actually more dangerous what they're doing, but everybody in the in Congress and FMCSA seem to know more about trucking than uh, I do and other drivers because they don't <laughs> seem to listen to us. Yeah, it certainly does appear that way, doesn't it? David, thank you, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. Be safe out there. Uh, 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Trucker Hour extended uh beth of virginia you are on the blaze radio network hello how are hey, you Jeffy, how you doing today i am fantastic what are you who, who are you talking to what's going on over there oh i was just telling my I, i'm escorting an oversized load i was just letting my driver know that i was on the phone oh okay uh, it just means he has to use his turn signals on <laughs> <laughs> what are you hauling so, what are you moving an oversized load um, what are you hauling today we're hauling a tank it's a, it's nice. a simple loadies. where's it going Where's it going? Uh, oh, you can't tell me. All right. It's private. Fine. <laughs> no, it's going to Manassas. It's not a big deal. Oh, okay. Um, he's, he's 110 foot long, 200,000 pounds, that big of a load. So, but this, sometimes uh, sometimes those oversized loads really aren't oversized loads. You just, you know, they want to fly the little flags and make people slow down, don't you? They really just want to No, it's people. a big fine if you get caught doing that. <laughs> um, but sometimes they're just like 80 foot, 90 foot long, and they're cakewalk loads. Those are things I could do in my sleep. Right. But uh, <laughs> not, not to be me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've seen, I, I, I've escorted really great drivers. I've escorted drivers. I wonder what the heck they're doing out there on the road. So funny. Um, and, and, and when you're doing oversized, it's a very specialized skill. I, I, I have the utmost respect for anybody who can drive a big truck, especially with some of these cars out on the road. Um, yeah, but, okay. uh, but yeah, they, the, the, the whole ELD log thing causes yes. a real unique issue with the oversize because they're only allowed to run day hours, daylight hours. Um, we have curfews to deal with wow. um, in Pennsylvania, like around Harrisburg and that. You can't run um, from 7 in the morning till 9, and then you can't run from 4 to 7 at night. And so you add issues in there, and then you get states like Maryland that requires you to run certain size loads at night. Today we lost an hour because we were sitting and waiting for a police officer to escort us just across, um, yeah, Maryland. Um, It's a 10-mile stretch, but we have to have a police escort, so we had to sit and wait for our cop to show up. 
Wow. Um, and if you do, like, New York City, you have to run through New Jersey. There is no truck stops basically from the state line in any direction to – I'm going to use George Washington Bridge for an example. Yep. They have to be at the George Washington Bridge, and they don't cross till 830 at night. Now, if the load is high to go to the top of Long Island, it's 3 in the morning till you get there. Now, right. how does the ELD logs play into that? Right. It, it's really uh, the whole thing. It's a good idea. It's just well, what a nightmare not... burning semis into Manhattan and oh. New York. Oh, what a nightmare. <laughs> Try taking 15 wide through New York City. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, 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 you've got to be insane to do my job. I mean, I, I, working in Manhattan from time, you know, for a while, and it was, you'd see, you know, in front of the, some of the studios and some of the, you know, they'd be filming something or you're down by, you know, either the, the bus depot or the train station or whatever, and there's a semi or two and you're like, get out. What are you doing? Stop it. Well, try doing, try, try, try coming through where they're filming and they have the permitted route that we're on, and right. we're not allowed to get off of. Right. And they shut it down because they're filming something. Yeah, that's oh, um, a nightmare. Yeah, you've come across that in New York State more nightmare. times than any other place. Yeah, no in New kidding. York City is. I guess Joe Pesci was filming a, a movie up in. Um, uh, I'll think of the name of it when I'm off the phone. Anyway, but we ended up going off route because we couldn't go on the permitted route. I mean, <laughs> that just happened two months ago. So let me um, ask you a question. Yeah, it, you, you, you haul the oversized. Do you ever haul? You ever move houses or anything? I I'm the escort. I'm not the driver. Don't don't confuse me with the driver. <laughs> I'm not that skilled. You're just riding the I pickup truck with the lights on. I've got a I I oh a call screener. I was an escort. Gosh. I'm shooting the edge of the. the I know you do. I'm just teasing you. What but else? I, I live the I live the life without the 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 headaches that drivers have to deal with. I mean, but no, I, can... I, I escort everything. I've escorted um, oversized loads. I've government classified freight. I've done. Oh, so, but have you escorted um, moving a house? I've moved houses before. Yes. When do you now? Normally, you move houses when at night, right? Uh, it depends. I do most of what I do are like modular homes, so they're not quite as big. Oh, so no, most no, of those I've done no. during the day. Yeah, those are. But easy. I have I have done an actual house house where we moved it five yeah. miles down the road, and we did it at night. Took us two days to do it. Right, because you got to stop it. You've got to get uh, you've got to get intersection wires up and move the hump. I, I, just a, thank you, Beth. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Be safe out there, and I appreciate your time. And uh, you know, watch out for the other guy. But I, I seriously was stopped last weekend. They're moving a house in Grapevine, Texas. In Grapevine, Texas. Okay, the Christmas capital of Texas during the Christmas holiday. They're going to move a house in downtown Grapevine during the day. And then they're going to realize at the intersection, I don't think the house is going to fit underneath the wires. We're just going to stop here and block traffic until we can figure out how to get these wires up. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But that... I digress. Uh, Trucker Hour continues in mere moments on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
Pat Gray. It is uh, Pat Gray unleashed uh, minus Pat Gray uh, today. Taking a little well-deserved time off for the holidays, and he'll be back up to the first of the year. Uh, Jeff Fisher filling in for him here on the Blaze Radio Network. You can participate. one 888 is the phone number. You can uh, communicate uh, via Twitter, at Jeff EMRA. Uh, via Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. Uh, via Instagram, Jeff EMRA. Uh, via Snapchat. I forget my Snapchat. Never mind. Don't worry about Snapchat. I just use that to put dog ears on my face and take a cute picture anyway. So don't worry about it. And then, uh, of course, you know, Pat Unleashed, Twitter and Facebook. But he's not here, so I don't care about that, okay? <laughs> I mean, let's be real, okay? Now, we've had a fascinating, it really has been for me fascinating, and I know that uh, for some of you that aren't truckers and just want to drive the road in your cars and cut people off, uh, I'm sorry, Okay. I tried to avoid that. Um, however, uh, I was, I'm fascinating to uh, uh, hear from the truckers and know that, I mean, that, that's what moves America, man. That's, what, that's what, Look around when you're on the road. Some roads, I travel, I've driven from here to Missouri a number of, a number of times from here up to Oklahoma and then back to Florida and up and down the East Coast. Truckers run the country. And without them, good luck getting your oyster crackers. Okay? I'm telling you. Amy in Minnesota, you're on uh, the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. Hey, Jeffy. I love love hearing you fill in here. Thank you um, very much. My point is, thank you. I have a conspiracy theory. I think that oh, this boy. whole thing. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not even a theory because I think they're just <laughs> trying to force the self-driving thing to happen. Oh, I think so, too. I, know? I, I'm pretty sure you're probably you're probably right about that. They're making okay, some. Well, I. I I don't see why people would enjoy that because driving equals freedom. I, so. I well, that that's the, the American dream, right? I mean, that's what we've we, many people have been taught. Yeah, you're able to get in your car and go, right? I mean, and that it's on top of the fact that this is America, right? And you can go state to state, uh, wherever you want, whenever you want, uh, anytime, and and do it at your own leisure, right? Yeah, and and they're gonna they're gonna do everything in the name of safety because then nobody can turn it down. But it's yep. it's making something safe to 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 force the truckers to put up with all these rules. Like the guy said, people are leaving the the profession. That makes it even less safe. Yep. Now sure all of a does. sudden, what do we have to do? You know, nationalize the whole thing. Yeah, well, so, I mean, we'll have to nationalize it uh, sooner or later because I want my oyster crackers. Okay. People yeah. want people want their food. They want their canned goods. They want their dog food. They want their canned fish. They want whatever they want. They want whatever they want. You can quote me on that. And they want it delivered well, this, now. We want it. We want it now. We don't want to have to go through the beast, which is the internet. Okay, the beast. It's not. It's not a person. I'm okay with going through the beast. To be honest with you, I'm telling you, I, we live in we live in this Amazon Prime area, and I mean, if if they could get it to my house any faster, they would, and they get it there pretty darn fast now. I mean, we order something on Amazon Prime, boy, that looks good. We should get that. We should get that for the house. Okay, click. Oh man, they're listening they're not, to everything you say, though. That's and the they're only knocking problem. at the door. Oh, Amy. They're, they're listening in, man. Amy, just, on, just give in. It's okay. Just give up. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, just give up. It's heckling. okay. Amy, Thank it'll you. be all right. Just just give Thank in you. to the man. Really, it's not the mark of the beast. It's just a chip. Just let it happen, okay? Oh, you won't be able to buy or sell without the mark of the beast. Come on. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. She's kind of right on. We've, we have given in. 
There's no question about that. We have actually given in. But I don't know. I think I'm, you know, go ahead. Put the chip in me. Just I want to buy my, you know what? I want my Coke Zero. I just want to go to the store. But I just want to get my case of Coke Zero and I want to go home and I want to get the case of toilet paper. I want to go to Sam's Club and get my toilet paper and my Coke Zero and go home, okay? If that takes the chip, okay. Put the put it in me. Just don't let me. I don't want to be slowed down, okay? Sam in Oklahoma, you are on uh, the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, sir. Jesse, uh, how are you doing? I am fantastic. How are you, sir? Merry Christmas to all of you. Oh, very kind. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas to you, sir. What's up? Yeah, on the deal about the house being stuck in the road. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) What Uh, the hell? Yeah, okay. Let me, I'll tell you. Uh, I moved houses for several years. My brother was in the business. A friend of mine was in the business. That's a pain in the ass job right there. I'm sorry. I apologize. Well, for I, I wouldn't I want to do that school. job. Yeah, that's why I went to school and, and uh, learned to teach school. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I bet. I mean, that job is a. I, I I would not want to do that job at all. But right, it's a it's a it's terrible uh, hard labor. Uh, and the most uh, uh, sometimes the most exciting and the most horrifying part of the job is when. You actually move the house, okay? Right. You know, preparation really uh, is terrible. A lot of dirty hard work. Yeah, but then it's got. Uh, but then, then you got to move the, it. the house down the road. Yeah. Um, um, you get these permits uh, because uh, you have to, you know, go down Main Street. Yeah, and, uh, and roads aren't flat. All right, Sam, hold on, hold on, because I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to noodle this out a little bit with you and find out exactly you know what i can do to stop people from moving their homes really and stop blocking traffic when i'm on the road is really what i'm all about okay so you stay right don't don't do it don't move pat gray the blaze radio network Gray right. is here right, on the Blaze right Radio Network. Gosh. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Uh, we were talking to Sam in Oklahoma. And before we get back to Sam, because I really am interested in about uh, moving of houses, because they very much annoy me, and they fascinate me at the same time. Uh, the House just passed the uh, tax reform bill. I don't know about you, but I feel better. I mean, we're, we're it's all good. I mean... <laughs> My gosh, the House just passed the GOP tax reform bill. Now, this is all our president wants. This is all Donald Trump wants. He just wants to give him something to sign. He doesn't even care if it's good or bad or not. He doesn't care. But we're all saved, and it's going to be beautiful, and it's tax reform because we need it, and we need we need to, we need it, and it's good for middle-class Americans. If you honestly believe that, and before we get back to Sam and Oklahoma, I just want to say that I have not touched the st- <laughs> the stories that I showed you at the beginning of the show that I said we'd possibly get to. 
uh, and what I had printed out of the show, not one story have I looked. <laughs> I didn't do the what I had saved for the possibility of the Glenn Beck program at 10.30 this morning. I showed, I read did those stories. I didn't do the rest of the stories that I had for this show. Sad. Sam in Oklahoma. Okay, so let me let me get this straight. Uh, do you have? To, is it different uh, permits for different municipalities, or do you just get a permit from the county or the state to move a house? Yeah, depending on Oklahoma or Texas. Now, uh, most instances, uh, you have to have a permit for every city because everybody yeah. wants their money, yep. and then you have to buy a state permit. And uh, and so it goes in that order. Right. State, um, county, municipality. Yeah. That's great. Everybody wants their cut. I got it. Right, right. And once right. you move, okay, now, so. Now, what happens? Go ahead. What? No, I'm just saying uh, everybody wants their cut. And really, once we talked a little bit before the break that, uh, you know, the hard, the dirt work is, uh, you know, getting it prepared to move. But when you're actually moving it, I mean, roads aren't straight. They're crooked. They're, you know, there's wires, there's trees, there's limbs, there's things that change all the time. I mean, that's a little frightening. Yeah, and electric lights, uh, signal lights uh, are really the biggest headache because you have to go way over to one side and uh, get all the traffic out of the way and then and then back to the other side because if you notice the the signal lights are uh yeah. they're not the same height on one side of the road as they right. are on the other as you're going through the intersection right. so you have to find where the gable of that roof will go through the highest the where there's no light so you have to weave back and forth, and, and usually you have a, a police escort, and depending on how good your police escort is, you will get uh, those vehicles out of the way, you know, and everything right. runs pretty smoothly. However, yeah, however. Um, the police people are, uh, you know, you'd think, well, you know, they, they see a house coming, you know, get off the road, in a few moments <laughs> the house will be by, and everything will no, be No, we've got to get normal. past it real fast. We've got to get no, past it so it doesn't block exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> I've had uh, people pull right straight up to the front of the truck Absolutely. with the house on the back of it and get out of their car and walk up to the truck driver and yell and scream and say, do you know you're taking up the entire road? <laughs> you got to just, just run those people over. They deserve to be just run over. There's not a jury. There's not a jury in this country that would find you guilty. No, no. We've even had people run into the house itself several times. Uh, no. And uh, the thing is with uh, having to stop is these uh, electric wires are usually around 18 to 20 feet high. Right. But they but they sway in the middle. And uh, right. oftentimes uh, they don't quite make it over the roof of the house. So uh, you right. have to go very slow so, and sometimes help the wire over. So let me ask you a question. And I understand all that, and I appreciate it, and I appreciate how you know the uh, the hard work that it is to to make it happen. Uh, how about we do that? I don't know at night. And well, how about we do that? I don't know. You know what? Here's another idea. How about we ban house moving altogether? Well, I'm, I'm for that. New, that's my new regulation now. I want to ban house moving altogether. Well, that would put a lot of house movers out of work. You know what? Find another gig. Sorry. 
I know. Well, and another another thing, Jeffy, those houses, uh, rather than buy a two hundred thousand dollar home, you can buy one for like maybe forty, have it moved for ten, and uh, have it moved for only ten. <laughs> Seriously, I can move that that house that I saw moving this past well, weekend. I, I mean, that house maybe you know, no way you bought that house for forty. But in Texas, oh, I don't in know. I, but, I haven't seen that house. There, uh, I know that. I know that. But I'm just saying, there's no way you're going to move a house for ten grand. Seriously? Well, I lived in a I lived in a house in Oklahoma that I uh, helped move. Uh, a friend of mine was in the moving business at the time, but anyway, I bought that house from him and had it moved. Uh, and by the time I had it on my property and. Uh, I had about $20,000 in that house, um, and I had it sitting on two acres. Okay. Um, now, that's just uh, kind of way. Now, it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't a uh, Donald Trump uh, home, you know. No, I, 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 I know that, but still, there's still, you're, you're talking about a, a house that's, you know, you have a little bit of, little bit of living space, and you're only, 10000 seems like a, an awful cheap move. Uh, well, uh, and it probably would be a lot more uh, in Texas because everything is bigger and more expensive, you know. Right. Um, and also, um, it costs more to bribe the municipalities to let you through. I mean, uh, pay. I mean, pay the the. Uh, yeah, pay them. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'll get the. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate it. Take care, man. I appreciate it. Be safe out there. Merry Christmas. Take care of yourself. Thanks for listening to the Blaze Radio Network. As I was talking to Sam and listening to him, you know, trying to talk his way out of uh, uh, cheapskating people moving their homes. Oh, we can move it for ten grand. Oops. Sorry. It's going to cost you another extra fifteen thousand. We screwed up. Uh, I was looking at the stories. I've got. <laughs> if you're watching on Blaze Television Network, this is the stack that I, I'm never getting to today. Never. Okay. There's stories in here that we can talk about that might be good after the first of the year when I come back. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, we'll see about uh, this. There's some stuff here that, you know, some generic stories that may or may not be good. There's plenty of stories that we need to try to get to. Uh, maybe maybe I'm going to just go through some quick headlines of stories that, you know, I caught uh, that I thought maybe, you know, would be worth mentioning. Um, the Charlottesville police chief retiring effective immediately. Uh, that was yesterday, last night. I mean, remember the big to-do uh, in Charlottesville. I mean, that's what started the whole get rid of all the statues, and the, and we're gonna we're gonna antify in the streets. And he has uh, retired immediately. Uh, he's a veteran of the U.S. Air Force, and he said, "Look." Um, all the criticism surrounding the department handling of all the white supremacist rally in Virginia in this past summer. I am gone. Have a nice day. Uh, Eminem. Remember the great video that he uh, did to blast Donald Trump and, and he and the whole video really sucked? <laughs> I mean, and it was bad. Really bad. And he wanted Donald Trump to comment. So bad, he could taste it. He wanted recognition again, that he was worthy of recognition. And the greatest thing that ever happened, the smartest thing, 
One of the smartest things that our, our president, Donald John Trump, uh, and I prefer to say J for some reason, but we'll call him John. Uh, Donald J. Trump sounds better than Donald John Trump, but, you know, whatever, that's his name. And um, didn't comment at all. Do you know how that irks Eminem and how beautiful it is that it makes me smile so much? That you are so bad. You're so bad. And you wanted Donald Trump to say something bad against you. But you aren't even worthy. You couldn't even produce a video that was worthy enough to have Trump hate it. Everybody looked at that video and went, dude. <laughs> you need to, uh, I don't know, go away. But he wasted this political moment uh, on his revival uh, desperately. And uh, it was it was kind of nice to see. Because I like a little Eminem stuff. I don't mind a lot of his, some of his work. But instead of trying to hate Trump, how about try to be good? Create something worthy that we'll like. I mean, I guess that doesn't make any sense in today's world. In Tampa, attorney busted with his pants down during a sex act with an inmate. Apparently, I'll I'll repeat it for you. Don't look at me like that. Tampa, attorney busted with pants down during sex act with inmate. I mean, I would just leave it. You know, look. You have to pay your attorney bill somehow, right? Just go to the break. See this? Just go to the break. That would be, you have to pay your attorney somehow, right? This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, so Pat Gray's not returning, right? He's going to return after the first of the year sometime, maybe, we hope. That's what he said. But until then, you got me, Jeff Fisher. Well, at least, you know, for a few more minutes. And then uh, the rest of the week will be Justin Barclay filling in for uh, Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, Justin's uh, been affiliated with the network for a while. Does a great job. We appreciate all the work he does. And, uh... I want to thank you so much for coming along for the ride on the Blaze Radio Network the last couple of days during the Pat Gray Show and for the previous year. Um, thank you. We appreciate it uh, very much. It's been, a, it's been a fun year, a lot of changes, a lot of things happening. Uh, don't forget to tune in to uh, Glenn uh, on uh, Blaze Television Network uh, this week where we do a, a recap, kind of a year-end uh, recap of uh, what happened. And uh, Glenn, Pat, Stu, myself, um, this week uh, at 5 on the Blaze Television Network, blaze.com slash TV. And then, of course, coming up over the holidays on the Blaze Radio Network, uh, we have a year-end special I told you about yesterday that will be airing uh, off and on uh, throughout the holidays uh, that you'll be able to catch. Uh, Doc Thompson and uh, Pat Gray uh, co-hosted it. Uh, I did a couple of segments in it. Mike Broomhead did a segment. Um, and they uh, talk about uh, the year in your ear. Uh, and it, it turned out great. Uh, I don't know that we... 
just listen to it and you'll have a lot of fun we covered a lot of a lot of the uh, a lot of the things that happened this year that uh that we haven't had a chance to uh talk about one of the things that we didn't mention like i did a lot of the a lot of the celebrity deaths uh and uh on the uh, year in your ear and one of the things that i didn't mention that i probably should have was that uh, it seemed like it seems like another lifetime ago that we lost the circus. And when you say, what? Remember, I mean, we lost the Ringling Brother and Barnum and Bailey Circus this year. Gone. Goodbye. Have a nice day. We are out. It's over. It's been amazing. The elephants are off in some elephant farm between Orlando and Tampa, and the circus is no more. You got circus. You want to see some circus people? Go to see Circus de Soleil. Be done with it. All right? That's where you're at. You don't want to see circus people? <laughs> don't do it. Uh, NFL, the the NFL, uh, the uh, Carolina Panthers are now going to be up for sale after this season. Uh, Jerry Richardson says, "Hey, I'm going to sell the team. Look, I've had enough. You got all these sexual uh, misconduct allegations against me. I'm going to sell the team after this season. I've had enough. I can't take it anymore. He's in his 80s. Let him relax, make some money. However, the news is is that uh, Colin Kaepernick." expressed interest in becoming a part owner of the Carolina Panthers with uh, P. Diddy and Steph Curry. Now, there is an NFL ownership team, if ever I heard one. P. Diddy, Steph Curry, and Colin Kaepernick, owners of the Carolina Panthers. Man, oh, man. You want to talk about, I mean, good for them. Good for them. I hope they do. There's no way... Remember when Rush Limbaugh wanted to be a partner in buying an NFL team and the NFL wouldn't let that happen? You think the NFL is going to stop Colin Kaepernick from becoming a partner in an ownership team? There's no way they do that. There's not a chance that they people would have a fit. And if he becomes part of the uh, ownership team, does he just get to start himself as the quarterback? Because that's looking like the only team that'll let him play. <laughs> also, uh, net neutrality's impact. Uh, this is very sad news to take into the first of the year, by the way. And I don't know if I'll be able to make it through the holiday season. But according to according to this, uh, the vote by the Federal Communications Commission uh, this week uh, that decided net neutrality uh, could impact free porn quite significantly. So we could be in trouble. I don't know that to be true. Okay, I'm just saying that's what uh, that's what the people at uh, at Pornhub said. What do they know? They're only the largest around in the in the world, right? Right. Okay. So a couple years ago, um, Glenn put together a Christmas album called Believe Again, and it was uh, spectacular. But one of my favorite. Uh, parts of one of my favorite songs from that album was from David Osmond and Clyde Budden. Uh, and I just, every year I hear it and I can, I can listen to it all year long. It really is something that is very special. Um, look, I'm going to be gone now. Uh, Pat will be back after the first of the year. We'll all be back after the first of the year. Uh, Glenn's last day on radio is tomorrow. Uh, stick with us here on the Blaze Television Network. 
uh, as we throw these dollars, uh, the Christmas twist uh, is going to be back up uh, again. Uh, I know I just tweeted it out a little bit ago. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing it again. You'll be able to see the Christmas twist, which will be uh, amazing, right? Uh, one of the best Christmas movies ever uh, brought to you on this network. Uh, from this network. So uh, enjoy the Christmas season. But uh, I'll be gone. Have a Merry Christmas. Enjoy your family. But I want you to really just sit back, sip your cup of coffee, and listen uh, to uh, David Osmond and Clyde Biden with uh, Oh Come All You Faithful from uh, the album Believe Again. And you can get that available. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh you can still buy it at glenbeck.com slash believe again. Amazing. Amazing. I love capitalism. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and be safe. Enjoy your family. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye
Radio Network.